Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Benny, Benny. Yes, ma'am. Benny, we got a great show here today. Uh, Yeah. I know. In the studio, live, up close and personal, uh-huh. the most amazing, uh-huh. host of the most amazing show, uh-huh. author, teacher, you name it, Christine Upchurch, <gasps> transcending <gasps> spiritual cliches. <laughs> Should be more applause, not just my own, but Where's <laughs> I didn't sound have ready. Of- I didn't have <laughs> ready my answer. Effect. Okay, fine. My hands are clapping. Oh, but there you get the whole applause. There. Pull around, pull around. <laughs> falling asleep at the wheel over here, I guess. Oh, my gosh. No, Benny, you are the wheel. You're the wheel. You can't fall Aww. asleep at the wheel if you are the wheel. Yep. Aww. Yep. That's it. That You are the driver. We know that. <laughs> we know that. Uh, for those of you out there, you, you probably know who Christine is. But if you don't know, you can read her bio. But I'm not going to talk to you about that. I want to talk to you about how honored I I am about the journey that I have been able to take with Christine Upchurch. And the reason I want to talk about that is because I want to just say for those of you out there, and I know Christine is going to just nail it today, but I want to say, you all asked me a question and you asked me why in the name of whatever the name is, would I do a show called Powered Up Radio? Here's why. Because when I think uh, about Christine and I look at her journey and I look at the evolution of who she is, what she believes in, and then I capture that with what action she has taken since I've known her a long time, uh, I think about what it means to show up, to power up, to pump up in the world. I also think about this. Besides being a speaker, a healer, a teacher, a writer, a number, like, yeah, hit radio show host, and and folks, that does not happen overnight, interviewing some of the most incredible people on the planet, yeah. When I think about this, here's what I want to say to everybody, because she and I were chit-chatting a little bit about it. I did a little joke right there before the show. Here it is. You're on your conscious path. She's going to talk about this today. Both of us. We're on that path. Here we go. What are some of the things that we have heard? And I think Christine and I have been together close to 15 years. But what are the things that we have heard on this path that make no sense at all? That we look at and we say, oh, man, this is what they want me to do over here. This is this new age thing they want me to do over here. This is this over here. This is what they want me to do over here. And if you're like me. And you're like Christine, because she was just talking about it. This is what I will say from my mama. My mama from the South. 
that she would say to us girls, girls, honey, and my brother, but he never listened, faith without works is dead. Now, for a long time in my life, I thought my mother was saying faith without works is death. So I did a lot of work. Christy, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> it's funny because I'm from the South originally, too. So I, I you know, oh. I, I got a lot of that down there, too. You know, I am the queen of getting words wrong. P- people that listen to the show, uh, even even yesterday, I did an interview. The gentleman's name was Dr. Flume. Uh-huh. I called him Dr. Fume. Um, okay. <laughs> Love <So> it. <laughs> I don't know. But here's the thing that you're taking on. This is important. Nobody told me when I started this journey, right? And you know this about me. I got really, really sick and changed yeah. the whole direction to show. Nobody told me that what I was learning and what I was healing, hearing wasn't going to get me to the deeper spiritual connection yeah. that I wanted to have. Yep. What got in the way? Let me start out with that because that's what you're talking about pr- pretty much in essence. Yeah. Yeah. So are you asking me what got in the way? Yeah, I'd love to oh, hear what oh, got in the way. Well, well, part of it is very simply, oftentimes it's the ego leading. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not one to ego bash because the ego comes in handy while in human form. But the ego shouldn't be the one leading. And I've seen a lot of that in the, the, the New Age movement, kind of like, I'm so spiritual. I've got my spiritual seeker badge on. And so if, if it's coming from that place, we're automatically going to fail. Um, uh, you know, fail in quotes, because I don't think there's any failure within the context of, of being human, because we're always learning. Um, but we we give our power away. We, we believe what others tell us. And it might be um, the tribe of our church and of our upbringing or synagogue, mm-hmm. or it might be a new tribe that we, you know, it, it could be, you know, a spiritual group. It could be um, a new type of church. It, it could be um, the books and the workshops we connect with, the, the information there. We're so tribal, we want to belong to the tribe. And so the information's there, we're hearing it. There are people who we, we feel like we're resonating with, and therefore we sort of give our power away, accept that belief, and we want to be a part of that tribe, and it feels good to be a part of that tribe. And then we try to put that belief to work, put it into action, uh, within our own lives, and sometimes it'll get us a little ways, and, and sometimes we'll kind of stall along the way. Um, rarely, when we have sort of given our power away to something, a concept outside of ourselves, will it move us very far forward? Well, you know, I, two things I want to point out, and I want you to, you know, kind of talk about for a little bit, because I, I'm serious about this idea about faith without works. I'm really serious yeah. about it. Now, oh, yeah. look, the reason I glommed on to that, that was also in the, the hit TV series, The Walking Dead. So that's how it okay. came back to me. All right. Yeah. Um, but here it is. You have several things underway. Mm-hmm. See, sometimes when, when we show up doing this venue, it's hard for folks to imagine what it takes to show up. Oh, yeah. I don't talk about it that often. And yeah. no, you don't, because you're a master at showing up. But here's the thing. You've got an upcoming book launch coming, uh-huh. which I want to make sure we talk about. Mm-hmm. That's like book one. Mm-hmm. And then there are other things. But you have assessed your life yeah. at multiple points in time, said this works, this doesn't, mm-hmm. made a mid-course correction, adjustment, mm-hmm. change, whatever you want to call it. Right. And then went bigger. 
yeah. bigger. And, and the thing is, it wasn't about going bigger. It was going more authentically. And so, you know, there, there have been many big shifts in my life from my career, you know, former research statistician, into alternative healing. I thought I was going to be a healer for the rest of my life. And in some sense, I am. And yet, no, no, you know, I really love doing radio and having conscious conversations. And I had a book in the works. I was close to done with the book and I got intuitive guidance. No, 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 that's not the first book. And I needed to put that on hold. And that's that's sort of when, you know, the, the spiritual myth stuff started coming up for me and like, okay, there's a need for this soon. I need to sort of mull it over. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of like being true to myself, being true to ourselves is the the navigational GPS and it often isn't exactly a straight line to get there. Yeah. Here, here let's talk about this for a minute though, right? We talk about the book. And then there's the expectation of when we should finish things or get things done, right? Uh, I know yep. you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. So, somebody's expectation, but sometimes it's ours. Uh-huh. You know, what was the journey? And first of all, this upcoming book, mm-hmm. what was the journey in, in, in doing that? But also, you have another book underway. Yeah. You know, in the best laid out plans, because you're like me, we like to plan things. Mm-hmm. What happens when things don't get done in the time frame that we think they, uh-oh, I'm going to say the S word, yeah. should. Yeah. Well, with something that it has to be creatively birthed, such as a book, I think for me at least, it has to be an organic approach. So all the shoulds and the the structure and the planning and the deadlines, in some sometimes I can meet those things, but oftentimes it can get in the way of, of my sort of authentic flow. And for me, I was working on originally the top 10 myths about spirituality, uh, which by the way, I was going to be on your show a few years ago, and um, you said, what do you want to talk about? And I'm thinking, ah, oh, I've talked about this, I've talked about that. And all of a sudden, it, it kind of like downloaded into me in five <laughs> minutes, and, and okay, well, I had nine of the ten myths. And so I was working on that book, and then I realized, okay, in the chapter, but wait, there's more. There was another one, and another one, and another one, and another one. So it turned into the top 20 myths about spirituality. So it's, it's really, you know, it's a book um, sort of shifting people's perspective just a little bit because sometimes our beliefs, all it takes to really open ourselves to, to, to more fulfilling life, to greater expansion is to just shift a little bit. So some of these beliefs, it's like on the surface, they're not so bad or they they're really can be helpful, but there are detrimental aspects to it. And if you just shift your perspective a little bit, it can really open things up. So it took me a while to kind of assimilate this and so I'm, I was, you know, in the process of writing that book, have some support in, in a variety of ways. And um, one of my friends who is an author who's been on this show, my show a couple of times, um, amazing author. She's like, you know, you and I were talking about this uh, about a year ago, and this has made a big difference in my life. Will you contribute to this book? And I'm like, well, I'm working on my own book. She's like, well, you know, this is going to be different. This is more about personal stories, and, you know, and I really want you to be a part of it. So I said yes, and I'm really grateful I did because the, the people involved are amazing. It allowed me to sort of go, instead of just sort of like the, the teaching route where I, I share personal stories within the context of the top 20 this about spirituality, but it's not just all about my personal journey. And, and this chapter I've contributed to this book um, is really about my personal journey. I get very personal there. And um, it's it's about the yeah. lessons I've learned about the downsides to seeking. Oh, let's talk about this. This is good. <laughs> Do you mind if we skip the break? 
Is that okay with you? Uh, um, it's fine with me. Fine with okay, me too, cool. Oh, yay! Unanimous. <laughs> Unanimous. <laughs> uh, seeking. So I want to share something with you, and I would like you to comment on it. And you, you and I always know when you're going to school me, so I'm okay if you do. Okay. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still waiting oh, for other people to school me too. So you know, we're I, in it together here, Pat. Look, after my first interview with Marianne Williamson, I had a whole new meaning for the word schooling, and oh. she's still doing it. So here's the thing: I, I can't remember who I interviewed. I don't know if it was Neil Donald Walsh. It was somebody like that, right? Uh-huh. Back then, like right. a, a bunch of years ago, right? Uh-huh. You've interviewed all these people too. <laughs> and they, the, the conversation was about seeking, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And I'm listening, and it's like a 10-minute thing on seeking. Uh-huh. And I'm new to this arena. Remember, I didn't pop out doing the show like uh-huh. with the knowledge I have now. I'm a student. Right. Today I'm a student. So I didn't have this. But I interviewed a bunch of people, and some stuff wasn't making sense to me. Mm-hmm. And so 10 minutes go by. And it's all about seeking, seeking, seeking. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, wait a minute, I'm confused. Uh, I don't quite understand that if I am seeking, how am I being? Mm. See, because if I'm seeking, <laughs> then I'm looking for something that I don't have. But all these other people I've interviewed said that I already have it. Right. That it's all within me. Yep. So if it's already within me, then what am I seeking? Oh. Am I need vitamins? What do I need? What do you think of that comment? Yeah. Well, I, I think it's your way ahead of your time there, Pat, because um, I think that the seeking can really get in our way in a variety of ways. First of all, when we are seeking, what often happens as students of life, of students of consciousness, is that we seek outside of ourselves. And that may entail like seeking from information and guidance from a leader, a guru, um, and if we give our power away to somebody outside of ourselves, then um, we are actually diminishing our spiritual expansion, ultimately. Um, secondly, if, if we are looking within, then seeking, yes, indeed, implies somehow it's been lost. Like, what happened? Huh? You know, it's <laughs> like, uh, hmm. I think about how if we... Um, if you think about the five senses that we have, right? We're born with the five senses. We're born with this, this other sense, this connection to the, what I consider to be the light and, and higher frequency vibrational infor- information that flows through us, which scientists have been able to measure in a variety of ways. Um, and so if we, if we have that as a part of who we are, then we start to think, okay, well, I need to focus on the spiritual Okay, I need to seek the spiritual. I need to seek the connection. But do we seek taste, for instance? Like, okay, mm. you know, <laughs> a baby's yeah. in the high uh. chair. You, you know, you put a spoonful of, of whether it's peas or, or apples in their mouth, and, and they taste it. You can tell by their expression on their faces. It's like, whoa, you know, I like that more, or, you know, spit it out. Um, it's intrinsic to who we are, taste. And yes, okay, well, we may decide that we could really, uh, you know, hone our palate, so to speak, and say, go to a wine tasting class um, or, you know, go to some sort of culinary class where we can discern the different flavors of, of Thai food. Whatever it is, yes, we can learn more about taste, but it's intrinsic to who we are. It's a part of who we are. And so um, the fact that we kind of 
separated out spirituality, that connection to all that is, the connection to God, universal intelligence, whatever you want to call it, um, is dysfunctional in and of itself. And it's implying that we don't have access to it unless we really try. And then yeah. the trying part, the striving, the struggle, it's, it's not about allowing. And allowing is the key. It's, it's, it's so important for us to have that connection we need to be in this place of just sort of accepting, allowing, being, which is the word that you used earlier, and <laughs> just sort of let it flow and be aware of it. But no, 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 we think we have to, you know, in this Western culture, we've got to go get it. And um, we need others to sort of help us hone it. And it's the sort of thing where, you know, yes, Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is within you. Um, but... It, it's the sort of thing where we're often saying, what, where, huh? What's it supposed to feel like? Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. No, I totally get it. So look, I love this. We're going to, this, I told you we were going to have so much fun. So two things. Uh, once upon a time, somebody asked me who my gu- uh, 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 guru was. Uh-huh. <laughs> Remember right, that right. term, guru? Yeah. Yes, I don't I think do. it's politically correct to use it anymore. <laughs> no, but thank goodness. There, there was a time where we used that, yeah, right? Right. Now we say mentor. Uh-huh. So they said to me, I did an interview, man, it was way back. And I said, Monty Python. Uh-huh. And they said, what? <laughs> I love Monty it. Python. I said, think about it. Think about it. One of the most universal used words in our contemporary society. One of them. Probably, I think anybody that's on the internet, this is a word everybody knows. The word spam was because Monty Python did a sketch, spam. Spam, spam. Uh-huh. And I said, what do we learn from Monty Python? And so it was interesting that I said that because I look at that. I say, how does somebody create something that nobody actually knows the meaning of? But there's something else you said, and I, I, I want to really acknowledge what you said. First off, I will always spit out cream spinach. <laughs> that will always happen. I, I'm telling you. You know, when, when I get older and I, perhaps I can't feed myself, I'm going to have a badge that says, do not give me <laughs> It's going to happen like that. Um, but there's something that I learned in, I don't know where I learned it. I know my mom was a big influence in, but it's something I read. And it's exactly what you said. And it's a little kind of poem. It's this. Let's not rest in our awareness of what it is that I seek, but rather let's feel the awareness of what it is I desire. Mm. Seeking is a limiting thought, a Mm. lack of knowing that what you are seeking is based out of the ego's need to find fulfillment. This is exactly what you said. And so that's beautiful. Isn't that like the coolest thing from, you know, my buddy, uh, Kajapandi, uh-huh. And so uh, he's not my buddy, but you know, they're not my buddy. But but I got the hold of that because I I didn't understand any of this. I mean, back in 2004 and five, I didn't get it. I don't think I get it now. Mm-hmm. But what you're talking about is to help people be more aware how they can truly live the life they want. Right. Right. And it, I think that the other thing that I, I really want to encourage people to do is we, we, our beliefs, in some sense, are true to us. They're, they're, they create our true reality, right? And oftentimes they're not quite right or they're really wrong. Um, 
And it's the sort of thing where if you are aware enough that what you believe and what you think might not be quite right, it allows the freedom to explore what the truth really is. And, and I, I, I always emphasize that in order for us to find truth, we first need to let go of what is untrue because those falsehoods are creating our structure. It's creating, you know, how, how we function in life and, um, you know, how we find happiness and how much we grow or don't grow. So um, finding those untruths are key, a first step towards having a more expansive consciousness. Mm. Uh, you, you know, I, I don't know uh, what your history is, but I want to talk about this for a minute. You know, here you have, you have two books on the table you're mm -hmm. working on. Mm -hmm. You've got a webinar series. Uh -huh. You've got some in-person, you know, events. I mean, this is you at a place, right? Some people would say you're on fire. Mm -hmm. Alicia Keys would probably say that. Uh -huh. Would probably say girl on fire. I like that, right? Yeah. But there's a reason. It, it, there's a reason that you're pumped up, I'm pumped up. Mm -hmm. And probably now when people look at us, they say, what are they doing now? Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this question. Okay. You know, in the effort of taking a powerful message out into the world, tell us about the vibration of this. Because mm -hmm. see, you talk about the vibration of change. Yeah. And sometimes we have to tell radical truth about stuff that isn't really working. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that... Um... You know, we can we can go into detail about the what the vibration of change is, but I, I really do believe that um, the key to all change, and I believe this is true based on quantum physics as well as my own experience, which we can get into, is that it all depends on our energetic relationship with the now. And of course, there are all sorts of spiritual teachers out there who talk about the importance of being in the present moment and mindfulness and all that. But there are various ways of being in relationship with the now. And you were talking about being on fire. And, and, mm -hmm. and one of the things that's allowed me to birth some of these new kinds of projects and has allowed me to sort of shift the direction of, you know, my book, book number two, is that um, I allowed my fire to kind of go down to coals and dwindle until there was just a, you know, a few sparks left. And it's like, hmm, how do I want to burn? How do I want to be on fire? Do I want to be on fire? I had to sort of come to this place of accepting what is. And I, w you know, I went through a divorce. I, I, I went through a move. Um, I let go of certain friendships. I let go of an aspect of my business. It was like all these things I was letting go of. And it was turning into coals. And I didn't know if I would ever be on fire again you know, so to speak. And I had to be okay with that because I didn't know what I wanted to add to that fire, if I wanted to add anything to that fire. And ultimately what, what's happened is sort of this natural evolving that has reignited or ignited in a new way um, the, the kindling, the coals, and added fuel to the fire. Um, but part of that vibration of change is just being in that moment, energetically speaking, and there are various ways to do that, um, and allowing whatever it is to be. And also allowing us to see what the truth is. And I think that it's really important on a personal level. It's also important on a more collective level 
And I think we're, you know, we're experiencing that here in the United States uh, politically. It's like where there's a whole lot of stuff that's getting illuminated, but we really need to be present with what is in order to and, and see what's true, see what's untrue, face our illusions, see in what ways we want to to spark a new fire or add add more wood to our fire so we can burn and shift and take action and evolve. Yeah. You, you know, there, there are several things that are really critical for folks about the journey you're on and what you're bringing to the world. And we're going to cover those today as we are right now. You know, one of them, of course, is really looking at the change in the world, is really looking at you know, what happens when you go into your meditation, whatever that practice is, and you ask for the guidance, the direction, whatever that is, whatever that sounds like. Mm -hmm. And then the answer shows up. And what I mean by that is, you know, you talked about a, a version of a wake up call, right? Right. You and I both have had those like, right? I, the only thing I ask about a wake up call right now is, look, I'm okay if you have that little thing on your smartphone that goes ding, 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 that. I'm okay with that. I don't need the blasting, <laughs> blasting radio version of that plus some new app that just makes you scared to death. Right. I, I don't the want sonic that anymore. boom, yes. Yeah, the sonic boom, <laughs> exactly. You know, but sometimes I do need a jackhammer. Um, and, you know, I want to do this when we come back. I want to talk, talk to you about a... a a couple of really important things, especially if we're going to talk about the cliches, because I have followed those. See, I have taken what has been told to me or I have read and I've tried some of them. I've tried those myths that you talk about. I've mm -hmm. tried them. And I think what, what's happening today with what you're bringing to the world now, what you will bring in the future, what you bring through your radio show is to say, look, if there's a pothole waiting for you that you're about to step into, please take note of this thing I'm about to say. And then if you decide to step in it, it's okay. But yeah. let me share a bit about that. Let's take a short break. Before we do, one, how can people find out about the book? How can they find out about your show? How can they find out about everything else you're up to? Well, almost everything. ChristineUpchurch.com is the way to get to all my stuff. And I've got a, my website's up. It's been up for many years, but I've got a new website that's going to be emerging probably within 24 hours. I'm very excited. Uh, but ChristineUpchurch.com uh, will get you to everything. And I've got an author page on Amazon as well. Okay, yeah. And let me just say this. Thank you, uh, Reverend Ed. Thank you for this. Uh, Reverend Ed just informed me of the Aramaic version of asking it will be given to you very interesting yeah and, and it, yeah right? and we, you and i will talk about that because i write about that let's and, talk about yeah. when we come back because you and i both know that when we started to question things mm -hmm. we had to do research didn't yep. we yep why we did, did we do that <laughs> let's take a short <laughs> break we'll be right back Golden Otter Divinations Radio, where the metaphysical meets the mainstream with Autumn Seibel. Tune in the first Friday every month at 9 a.m. Pacific as Autumn, educator, health coach, and medium, explores metaphysical and mainstream strategies on how to elevate your level of conscious living. Draw in the abundance that is yours by divine right. For more information about working with Autumn, visit goldenotter.us. That's golden like the precious metal and otter like the precious animal.us. 
Are you searching? Looking for a sign? A message you need to hear? From the great unknown? From the most mysterious place? That is the most familiar to your soul in the depths of who you are? The universe put someone here to talk to, someone God gave a blessing to that you may find insight with. TheAngelLady.net. 1-800-323-1790. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit thetruthisfunny.com. To find answers to life's questions, you need to look within yourself. Dr. Glenna Rice brings your questionable conversations on Transformation Talk Radio each month. Tune in each month for insight into how you can live up to your full potential. Dr. Glenna is a physical therapist, certified access consciousness, and access body class facilitator. How does it get any better than this? For more information on Dr. Glenna Rice and her work, visit GlennaRice.com. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, thrilled to have the most amazing Christine Upchurch in the house. And look, uh, we're probably going to skip the next break because I really, really appreciate, Nana, what Christine is bringing to the forefront. And there's a lot to really talk about. And 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 look, it's like a tapestry, isn't it? It, right? it is. It is. Yeah. And it's, it's complex. And sometimes it's ugly as all get out until you sort of keep creating, keep creating, and somehow the ugly ends up fitting in and looking beautiful as as the overall, you know, as part of the overall tapestry. Yeah. Uh, isn't that from Forrest Gump, ugly is as ugly does? Oh, no, that's stupid. That's stupid. I'm oh, sorry. Oh. There I go again. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so seeking. Seeking. Yes. Let's get to seeking. Uh, not a word I understood uh-huh. very much. Uh-huh. And you took this on. Yes, I did. What'd you find? And, well, when I started to assess the various ways that seeking can get in our way, um, you know, it can, it, it can create striving and struggle. It can be ego-led. It can, you know, help us give our power away. I mean, they're, they're just, there's so many different ways in which seeking can get in the way. And I thought, you know, this phrase, seeking ye shall find. It's, it's this powerful phrase from the Bible, but I had issues. It's like, how do I reconcile the downsides to seeking with that phrase? And all of a sudden, I got this intuitive hit do some research. So I started doing some research online. (laughs) 
And yeah, so sometimes, sometimes it, um, you know, relates like the, the intuition says, Google it, you know. So, um, you know, it went page after page after page and finally found an interesting answer from a, there are a couple of different linguists who talk about when the Bible was, when the New Testament was translated into English, there was a slight mistranslation because of language discrepancies. It's like each language sometimes has like little nuances that another language doesn't have, you know, and this was the case with seeking ye shall find. So the true translation should have been keep on seeking and ye shall find, but not keep on as in over and over again, but all the time, which to me isn't about, it's like, oh, you know, I want to have a spiritual connection or I, I, you know, I need to manifest you know, this much money for my rent. It's not like going around to the universe, to God all the time saying, I need, I need, I want, I want, but rather opening up and being ready to receive. And I, I liken it to be the difference between like the old interpretation for me is like the, the hunter, the myopic focus of, of going after that buffalo and aiming and, and really like having this narrow focus of getting something specific versus being open and aware like a gatherer, having this wider focus of what is the universe bringing to me? What are the gifts along my path? Might go out looking for nuts and find some tender young greens. Um, and it doesn't mean that we shouldn't ever seek something we want. You think about how a gatherer would decide, I, you know, they really want berries. I, I, you know, I really want berries today. And it might not be today, but you'll have an intrinsic sense of when it's time to seek berries. And when you go out and you're seeking the berries, you might be looking for red ones and you find purple ones, or you might be finding something different. But the, the thing is, if we seek more like a gatherer and less like a hunter, then it opens us to this wider possibility of what the universe is going to bring to us. And it allows us to let go of more of the attachment to that buffalo, so to speak, right? Yeah, this is for us this is the conversation of our time so to speak and the reason i say that is because we are not going to get any better about the level by which social media information is available to us i mean we're not going to go back five mm. years or a decade ago right. you know I was on a call this morning, Christine, and I said to them, look, I did my first show. I dialed the wrong phone number in 03, and I dialed into an Internet-only show. Mm. And the person said to me, this tells you how old like I'm getting, right? <laughs> person, person said to me, wow, that's fantastic. And I said, okay, wait, 2003. Mm -hmm. Nobody was on the Internet. Right. There weren't smartphones. And here we are today in this world. We're seeking... It's not a hobby anymore. It's an obsession. Mm. Oh, it is. Mm -hmm. It is. And it's becoming less and less satisfying on some level because of the way we're going about seeking. Um, you know, Penny Pierce, who's been a guest on my show several times, she talks about how we've, we've gone from, we're going from the information age to the intuitive age. And we can seek all we want with information. And as we're finding it, as we're learning, first of all, information itself will only get us so far. But beyond that, the information we have access to is, is getting to be controlled more and more. And there's like a whole thing with 
what Google has done in, in you know, early June to sort of shift things in terms of what we can get exposed to. Um, so we really have to be seeking in a way where we are checking with our, with our gut. We're, we're looking for those truth bumps, so to speak, to, to have this connection to uh, this knowingness that what we are finding is true to us. It's a part of our particular journey or it's information that we need to have. When I think about this idea of truth, and let's talk about it if we could. Um, wow, I can't believe we're talking about all this stuff. But yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can't believe it. Uh, because you are on the edge of the future of what's going to be important, even if it's not super important today. See, you are way ahead of the curve in talking about things that are going to be real problems for people mm -hmm. and they don't know it. I'm yeah. not saying that they're not problems now. And, you know, I am one of those new thought people, I guess, that uses the word problem. I'm just not going to beat around the bush about oh, it. Right. Yeah. Challenges. So, yes. Yeah. yeah wow. Well, yeah, whatever you yeah. want to call it. The bottom line is you, you hit a pothole, you get stuck. Mm -hmm. And unless you can find a way out or someone can help you out, I've had many angels, uh -huh. you stay there. What you're doing is you're helping people understand, one, there is a way up, right. and two, they don't have to do it alone. How important is that to you? Well, it's very important. But also, I think that if you land in a pothole, <laughs> play in the puddle, you know? <laughs> Explore what that pothole's about. Dude, I don't swim. <laughs> <laughs> you know, most potholes aren't that quite that deep. You don't have I to do the swimming. But, you know, are. it's like, splash away and, and check out the texture and, like, wow— Feel what it feels like to be in that cold water and like, wow, this doesn't feel very good. And, and huh, how did I end up here? And what's the surrounding environment? And why is this pothole here? And, huh, what will we need to do collectively to fix this darn pothole? Okay, burning question. What's that? Do you think it'd be okay if I could bring my little rubber ducky? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but see, this is part of it, right? Um you know, look, you and I take some of this in life very seriously. We uh -huh, do. Right. We're passionate. We're committed. But there's a lighter side to this. And I think you are covering that, you know, in a way, first of all, in a way that I love to see you in. Uh -huh. Absolutely love it. Uh -huh. But some of this, if we look back on <laughs> some of the cliches, we actually were living them a little bit. Oh, well, yeah. okay, I don't, oh, I'm not going to speak for you. Well, I, I was living them. I was living some of them, too. And it's funny because, you know, going back, I don't know, 25 years when I intuitively knew I was, I was meant to become a healer. And I heard voices and I ignored it. And eventually I you know, had healed myself of cancer. And I, I learned that that was going to be part of my journey was to become a healer. My first thought, Pat, was... But I could never dress like that, you know, the, the long flowy skirts with the with the feathers and the hair and the, the reeking of incense. Not that I'm judging people who like that, but it's just not me. So I'm thinking, huh, you know, I don't know if I can be a healer because I can't do that. <laughs> and oh, then, I, then I came to understand that, um, you know, we, we can try things on or not and say, okay, well, I had to sort of check into my belief system. I found an approach to healing that was much more grounded and a little bit irreverent about, you know, the, the, the spiritual fluff. And it fit with me. And so I think sometimes what we have to do is we, we do try things on or we, we think about what would it feel like to do or be this. And it's, 
it's like one of the one of the nice things about trying on some of these cliches, living some of these cliches in one way or another, is to be able to say, okay, well, you know, that was surface or that brought me to this dead end. Um, but is there a bit of truth in it? Is there a kernel of truth? It's kind of like the seeking thing that we were talking about before. It's like there's <laughs> something there's something wonderful in there, but it's gotten misconstrued. I'm going to post a picture of what I'm about to say. Are What's you ready that? for this? You bet. Okay. So this is before I did the show. This is me, my first introduction to real spirituality. And I'm not going to go into it. It's a long story. But the bottom line is I worked for a consulting firm in 1994 to 90, I don't know, whatever. And uh, I worked for a consulting firm when I was going to school. And the boss comes to me after he went on a vision quest with a woman who became my mentor and said, Pat, I'm sending you on the vision quest because I want you to steal steal her ideas <laughs> so that we can create corporate vision quests, right? Oh, wow. And I, I went. Uh-huh. Okay, it did not turn out like that. But here's the story. In the list of very limited things you had to bring, like no tent, nothing. Oh, wow. You had to bring a sacred-like uh, clothing, like you're talking about. Right. Right, a sacred, what did she call it? Robe, right? Okay. This is me in 1997, folks. So I go to Joanne Fabric. You know Joanne Fabric oh, or I do. whatever that's yeah. called, yep. right? So I go to the fabric store and I look at the throwaways for curtain, uh, uh, not curtains, what do they call them? Drapes. Right. And I see this black with gold something throwaway for these drapes. And I said, ah, this is going to be good. And I said, okay, I don't sew, but I think this is a sacred enough place. So here I go. I get <laughs> I get this thing. Right. And I come home and I cut it and I sew it. Uh-huh. Now, they go around the circle and they she asks everybody about what they're wearing. And I got to tell you, people were dressed like Christine. Unbelievable. You know what I mean. Yes, I do. <laughs> you know what I mean. Right. right. This is in the freaking desert. Uh-huh. Who wears white in the desert? Uh-huh. So we're in the desert, right? Everybody's got this thing. So she goes around, she asks everybody, and then she gets to me. And she said, now tell me about, tell me your story. Uh-huh. So I have this moment. This is the first moment of authenticity that I can remember in my later years of life. I was getting ready to make up a big fat story like uh-huh. every, all the other people. Sure. But the fact was, I had no idea what any of them talked about. Remember, 97, mm. didn't do the show. Right. And I said, here's the deal. I went to a fabric store. It spoke to me. I bought it. I barely sewed it. And here it is. And I love it. And uh-huh. by the way, it's very warm because it's cold at night. That was my, that was my story. Uh-huh. Everybody in the group dropped their teeth. <laughs> Sedonia laughed for 10 minutes. <laughs> And that's spiritual fluff with it. You know, come on, spirituality can be fun. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And in fact, um, one of the things I've found is that the the lightheartedness actually helps to um, increase the the higher frequency vibration. Uh, It's something that I sense. Sometimes I see it. It's it allows the the light to move through us. Um, and that's a really positive thing. But that's not to say that we need to get stuck in positivity. That's another chapter in the book. What? Because the, the positive thinking, the, the being, oh, only think the positive thoughts. It's like we need to be present with what is. And sometimes that is, um, you know, the lightheartedness 
positivity. And other times it's like, whoa, this is a heavy place or this is a difficult situation I'm facing. Um, and I'll allow it all, you know, otherwise it's kind of like constricts our, I think of it as constricting our energy field, uh, not allowing that, that flow of the light, the divine to, to move through us. You know something? I, I have to say this. I, I do, I do own a positive talk radio network, uh-huh. but, but we never say, we never say that there are moments when we get to express the full range of emotions of who we are. Right. That wouldn't be right. No, it's not right. We're and so complicated. And it doesn't create positivity. That's the thing. It doesn't. Yeah. And, no. and I think that we're discovering that many of us who have been on our conscious journeys for a long time, um, some of whom have feel like they're, they're here on planet Earth to help shift things. And we're looking at what's going on in our country, what, look what's going on in the world, like, wow, I've been doing all this meditation. I've cleared out a lot of my, my issues. I've, you know, making a mark within my community, and this is the state of the world. It's the sort of Ugh. thing where um, it's, it's not all positive, and we have to let go to what is, and, and we also have to take that inspired action. And I think that's that's a, a, a piece that has been missing for many, feeling like if we just meditate up on the mountaintop, that that will be enough. And that has a huge effect, don't get me wrong. But we're here to experience it all and to take inspired action. Yeah, look, I've been to the mountain too. You know, mm-hmm. it happens yeah. to be the high desert of uh, California. But, but, but here's what I want to ask you about, because I think this is important, and I know we have a short period of time left. Um, look. I mentioned briefly the evolution of Christine Upchurch based mm-hmm. on what I know, and you have certainly shared that. Yeah. At time to time, I talk about the evolution of Pat Basile. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, that is my last name. People don't even know my last name. You're that just Dr. Name. Pat. Your first name I is doctor. To, your I last just, name is yeah, Pat. Yeah. 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 But I'm also ping pong Patty. Okay. That I'm that too. Okay. This is what I want to ask you about, and I would love for you to comment. And I don't know if this made your list of things that you did. I had a top, what do we want to call them? New thought leader, spiritual top person refused to come on my show uh-huh. a number of years back. And here's why. My tagline, every show opens, and it wasn't Dr. John Martini. Uh-huh. Every show opens with, with what would you do if you knew you could not fail? Uh-huh. I love that. that. Right. They wanted me to change it. Huh? They said the energy of that doesn't didn't align with their message wow i never changed it Mm -hmm. but see this is i think what what each of us has to come to terms with what's negotiable and what's not christine Mm. when are we the bug when are we the windshield when do we hold them when do we fold them i have no idea pat that's like the (laughs) mystery of life you know and and come on but it's it's the sort of thing where if we kind of sometimes take a step back into the observer role and say, wow, I'm in the bug in this instance, or wow, I'm the windshield, or maybe I'm both here. Um, <gasps> it's it, the getting into that like de- detached perspective. And I'm not saying stay in the detached perspective, because that's not about being in human form. We're, we're here to have some attachment. I don't think we're supposed to transcend all attachment. I think that there's healthy attachment. I think there's unhealthy attachment. But to be able to go back and forth between our, our humanness and, and our attachment, our love in the mammal form kind of thing and, and, and on our mission as humans, 
but also to get to that observer role and say, hmm, what's going on here? And, you know, what's the message here? And how does this fit into the bigger puzzle? How does it fit into my personal puzzle? And where do I need to go next based on this? Or do I just need to be, be present and stay here? Oh, you know what? I know what the gurus call that thing you just said, when the bug hits the windshield. Uh-huh. I know what they call it. What do they call it? Oneness. Yes. <laughs> Both the bug <laughs> and the windshield. It's Absolutely. True. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's true. Okay. I want to take a minute and take a look uh, about what, what I, because we could keep going on, but I want to make sure we mention, you know, the book launch, mm-hmm. the audio recordings. Yeah. Let's just take a minute of what you have created because see, this is creation uh-huh. and innovation. Yeah. And it's an opportunity for people to up level, enhance, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Their, um, their experience of the pothole really. Right. And, and the experience of, you know, speeding and avoiding the, the pothole. It's, it's, yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's about the experience of, of, being a spiritual being in human form, although I don't really like separating out spirituality from the rest of who we are. I, I, don't, I don't even like the word spirituality, but it's in my, mm-hmm. you know, my upcoming book title. I talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of it as the higher frequency vibration, and we are you know, an expansive vibration, including the, the lower frequency vibration of, of the matter of our bodies. But anyway, um, let's see. What was the question again? I've lost my train of thought. Well, no, what I want to say is, look, you, have, you, have, I can't tell people enough how oh, much the, time, effort and work yeah. you put into what you are revealing to the world. Right. Everything from the website to the books, to the online program, to the webinar. And I really want to spend time right now, not just talking about them, but your purpose, passion, energy, sweat went into these mm-hmm. for a reason. And my reason is to create a better world through people. Yeah. Now, I want you to talk a little bit more about this because I don't want people to miss out. Well, um, the book is um, entitled, the, the, the first part of the title is All You Need Is Love. And, and there should be a question mark there because really the, the book is addressing the um, you know, the fact that sometimes that's not the case. And there, a lot of the cliches, um, there are downsides to the, the various cliches and what's the kernel of truth within each of these cliches. Um, but, you know, the, the book launches Tuesday. It's already available on Amazon. Um, you can go to the Christine Upchurch professional page on Facebook, follow a link from there. The link will be on my website soon. The link is on Transformation Talk Radio. But if you buy it, the book, on Amazon, by the end of this month, by July 31st, I will send you an audio recording of my chapter. Um, Benny Mathers and I work together on creating that, and it's a freebie. So you've got an audio version of uh, my chapter. Um, Also, if you agree to write a review on Amazon, and uh, I will also send you the, um, the PDF or EPUB version of the book. You know, so, so purchase the book, and I'm happy to send you the EPUB version as well. Also, um, coming this fall, I've got an online series, a 12-month series, a, a, a monthly series called The Vibration of Change. You know, it's a workshop I've taught. I do coaching on the vibration of change, which we haven't time, had a lot of time to get into. But really, I, I, I want to have an a, a intimate online gathering with people every month to talk about what the burning questions are, what, what their questions are, what the burning issues are in our world, 
want to bring some of the energetics and meditation to that um, and just give people some education about how true positive change occurs because I was really surprised. I thought that it was all about a belief and it turns out it's not. Belief can affect it. But anyway, um, also I've found that um, I, I've, I've meant to teach people how to become good guests on radio and podcasts. And um, I've gotten, you know, I, I coach people with that. I've got a very exclusive workshop coming up in October that's not on the website quite yet uh, with a specific date, still trying to finalize venue. But um, it's going to be small. There's going to be filming. People will be going home with a filmed interview that they can put on their website. And I will be doing some personalized coaching as well as teaching about what it takes to become a best guest. Yeah, so very needed. So very needed. And, and I really want to I want to appreciate two things. One, thank you for recognizing the people that have helped and supported you because we don't do that often enough. Mm-hmm. And, you, and know, you are one of those. Benny, Pat. You are one of those. Pat, too. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I have to say that attachment is a struggle for me in that. I dread the day when you move on to bigger and better things. <laughs> And the time comes when doing a show every week is not going to work for you Mm. because it saddens me to think about this. But here's what I'm going to hold on to. I'm going to go hold on to the journey we've taken together. Mm. We've gotten to know each other. We've gotten to support each other. You and me, especially when I was not well, Mm -hmm. not well at all. And there's something that happens with that energy and connection that transcends any physical separation. Yeah. And I want to thank you, Christine, because Aww. I'm not sure how many people really know your blood, sweat, and tears that have gone into your acknowledgement and honoring human beings. Mm. And you do this unwavering with a level of commitment that is even a uh, unrecognizable to even talk about. I know this about you. I know the people you were seeing. I know everything about it. I know the workshops you were doing. And I want the world to know that this next level of work from you, it will be equally, if not more powerful than anything you've done. Thank you, Pat. Well, we're going to get Christine back because, like I said, she's got a bunch of <laughs> she's got a bunch of books and a bunch of things going on. Hey, everybody! Uh, we'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.